Welcome to This Book is Lit, the podcast for book nerds of all genres. Episodes include interviews with beloved and upcoming authors, discussions about recent releases, and all the literary rants you could ask for. Be sure to follow us at www.thisbookislit.com and our Instagram, which is at thisbookislitblog. Today, I'm joined by author Danielle Marietta. Danielle is originally from Seattle, but has been living in the D.C. metro area for the last 15 years. While studying journalism at Howard University, she met her husband. And although Danielle has always enjoyed writing, she did not take it seriously until she spent hours on end reading to her three children. She writes for them, and we are going to be talking about the books that her children have inspired in her children's literature. Well, welcome, Danielle. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. I'm really excited about it. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat with you today, too. Yeah, so I, I've been wanting to have somebody on to talk about children's books for a really long time. Um, and you are the first person uh, that I've, the first guest who does children's books. So I'm really excited about it. Yay. <laughs> I love all things children's books. So yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, can you tell us a little bit about the books that you've written so far? Sure. So, so far I have two um, that are published. I have a holiday book called The Holiday After. Uh, it's about Santa's family and how they celebrate um, their traditions in the North Pole after he delivers the presents. Um, and that came out in 2021. And then I have Mr. Maloof, which came out just over a year ago. It's uh, the story of a goofy little boy who liked to play tricks on his family. Um, he ultimately turns into a grumpy old man. Um, until something happens that kind of helps him remember how to stay young at heart. And my third children's book will be out on June 6th. So I'm looking forward to that. It is called Bubble Sea. Okay, great. And what is that one about? So that one is about the adventures and kind of make-believe of children who play at bath time. So uh, hopefully it'll be a good fun read for kids that already enjoy baths and hopefully it'll encourage those reluctant tub timers <laughs> to get in and um, be creative and have fun while in the tub. So is that how you came up with the idea for your book that's about to come out? Did you have that experience with your children? <laughs> Yes. So it's so funny because I have three kids um, and my oldest who is 10 now. So I have a 10, eight and four year old. The 10 year old hated bath time. Just I mean, every single time it was it was the biggest fight to just get him in the water, you know. Um, and I realized that he kind of passed that down to my middle he, you know, my middle son seemed okay with it. But then when he realized that his older brother was afraid of water and didn't like it, um, then he was like, oh, maybe I'm missing something, you know, <laughs> maybe this is not cool. Uh -huh. um, and then I have my daughter who loves it. I mean, all of the toys are in there. She is undressing every Barbie just to make sure they can get in the tub. And then, you know, we'll lay up their clothes so we can get them redressed afterwards. And um, she'll take her brother's action figures in there. It is a whole thing for her. I can't get her out of the tub. So it, it really was kind of a, a combination. Um, I was calling it bubble C for her, you know, like, oh, you've got all these bubbles, you're in this whole world. 
And then, you know, one day I just did one rhyme with it. And I love rhyming. I love rhyming books. And I was like, oh, wait a second. Um, this could be fun. Uh -huh. <laughs> so from there, it kind of, it kind of took off. That's great. So I, is that how you got started in children's books was your own children or were you interested in children's literature before that? So it is from my children. Now, the funny part though, is I studied journalism, um, in college. I've always loved writing. Uh, it was one of my goals. I love doing vision boards. There's an old one. Um, I love doing vision boards and it was on my board for 2020 and was like, then the pandemic happened. It was like, oh, well, there's your push, you know? <laughs> Uh, so it was a little frustrating for a while because I know a lot of folks were coming out and like, oh, it's the pandemic. I had time. I wrote a book. And I'm like, no, no, I was. I promise you, I've been planning this for a very uh -huh. long time. Um, but yeah, I used to do news. So I did news radio. I did um, BET news on that, on that station. Um, I used to write their news. So I did a, a lot of more... Um, kind of structured things that I kept getting the same feedback that I would put too much of myself into my work. And with news, as you know, it's very factual. Like you can't have any emotions or feel like you're siding one way or the other. And I was like, well, that's not for me. <laughs> so this isn't my jam. Uh -huh. um, so I think it was too, then during the pandemic, now I didn't know what I wanted to write, but I knew I wanted to write something. And, um, I was home with the kids and, you know, doing school work from home and reading books with them from home. I started just looking around at our home library and what we had, it's like, man, there's a lack of diversity in these books. And, um, and honestly, that's what kind of pushed it. It was like, man, you need more books where y'all can see yourselves. And so it was like, okay, I'll, I'll do a children's book. And then it was, you know, again, pandemic, holiday. Well, we can't travel home for the holiday. And we were talking about traditions and family. Uh, and then I was pulling out our Christmas books so we don't have any Black Santas or anything like that. I'm like, oh, there we go. And that's <laughs> what it's going to be. <laughs> so that. that's what kind of just shot it off. And, and from there, it's just, I don't know. It's been amazing and I love it. <laughs> Well, that's great. Yeah. So I, are there any other, um, diverse children's books that you want to plug right now? Do you have any authors that you're really liking their books or? We love the book hair love. Um, and I'm trying to think of his name. His last name is cherry. Um, love the hair love book. And then for kids books, I know I work with a lot of indie authors. Um, so there's another Christmas book called, uh, Santa Like Me. Um, it's by XYZ Publishing, Don Robinson. Oh, okay. Nailed it. <laughs> Don Robinson, love that holiday book. Um, and then for me, because I love reading too, I am on a Kennedy Ryan kick. Oh my goodness. So um, she did Before I Let Go, which has been my favorite route for this year so far. Love her. For for the the books that you've written so far, what has your process looked like? The the first one, and then has that process changed over time? You know, with this book that's about to come out, or the next? Yeah, one? yeah, it's so it's changed a little bit. I think for for me, the first book is not done in rhyme, 
So it was one where I actually sat down and, you know, typed it out on my computer in Word and, you know, did it that way. Um, Mr. Maloof came to me in a moment. So I was on my phone at the kitchen table and I started doing it. And then I was like, this is uncomfortable. So I went to the couch and I all in notes, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and it's one that then I would go back to, but every time I would go back to it, it would be in my notes app on my phone. Um, and then Mr. Maloof was the same way. I was giving my daughter a bath and I had a thought and I, so I grabbed my phone, went into notes and, and typed it up. And then, you know, with children's books, it's a little different because they are short. Um, and I do like to write and I am working on um, a YA book, uh, a graphic novel and, you know, a few other things. Mm -hmm. So with those, I definitely am into different different categories you know something where I can like use chapters and things like that so uh, but with with these it's all been on notes <laughs> yeah well that's um did you did you storyboard it after you had the draft or how do you how do you coordinate that with the the images <laughs> or editing I didn't well okay so yes we storyboard it uh with the illustrator so a huge part of with children's books, the process is the illustrations. And, you know, you know, as much as we like to say we don't judge a book by its cover, we kind of do. And especially when we're picking children's books, because a lot of times the people buying are the adults. They're the parents. It's, you know, what looks interesting to you or what's bright and vibrant and going to catch a kid's attention. Um, so writing a children's book is only half of it. And I would literally give the other 50%, uh, you know, to the illustrator. Um, because again, kids are going to look at the pictures, the parents are going to read the words. And, you know, is it going to be one the adults are going to want to reread, and the kids are going to want to look at so it really goes hand in hand and the storyboarding comes into place when you get with the, the illustrator. So, um, kind of map out even where we want the words to break because with the holiday after, since it wasn't in rhyme, it was a little bit more fluid with where you can break stuff up, mm -hmm. um, which was fun. That was a lot of fun. So what I actually did with the illustrator and now that illustrator, her name is Masha Klott and she's also the illustrator for the upcoming Bubble C. Uh, working with her has been phenomenal. Um, and she suggested that I go into Pinterest and I save a few pictures of like visions that I have when I think about the story and she would do the same. When we met back up and we shared our, our things, we had saved like a majority of the same pictures. And that's when I got like the goosebumps. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So yeah. yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. So you guys were really in sync. So that's, that's worked out really well for you. And the illustrations look amazing um, on the book. So Thank they you. look really nice. So I self-published, I actually started my own company. Books and Things Publishing is actually me. I, but I do, I take this very seriously and through Books and Things Publishing, which is now my company, I've signed another author under me. So we are definitely growing um, on that side of things. For my process, I saw a book with illustrations that just, I couldn't get out of my head. And so I found out who the illustrator was and I stalked them social media-wise, <laughs> you know, and yeah. started sliding in the DMs and emailing and she finally responded and we were able to work together. Um, and, you know, through that process, we, we sign a contract and 
we agree the timeline and the flow. So we then do the whole process together. Um, it was different working with the illustrator for Mr. Maloof. Well, let me say this first. Mm -hmm. Masha on the first book, I have never spoken with her still to this day. Mm -hmm. All by email. We <laughs> communicated. Yes. And yet she has been the best communicator I've ever dealt with. Um, it made me kind of nervous at first, but when I saw that she was responding and then delivering, I started worrying less um, because yeah, the, the other illustrator, now I love her too, but <laughs> we, we would zoom and then, you know, weeks would go by and I'd be trying to touch base and, and it's a little harder. So it's very important when you are self-publishing and you find an illustrator that you have someone you can trust because I mean, that's all, that's all you got, you know? And so that is one thing that is really stressful about self-publishing a children's book specifically. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I guess a lot of times if you're working on, you know, young adult or, you know, adult fiction, most of the times you only need the illustrator for the cover of the book, but with, like yep. you mentioned with the children's book, it is, you know, heavily dependent. You need to have illustrations in there to some extent, depending on what grade you're, you're gearing towards. So, yeah. Yeah. And that can take months. So it's like you write it and then it disappears for months and you're just like, Hey, how's it going? Remember me? Have you done anything? Um, so, and I think that's why Masha and I work so well together is that she would email me every Friday morning by 10 AM, um, mm -hmm. you know, with whatever she did that week or the, the newest spread or any changes that I had requested. And so that was, that was amazing. Okay. Yeah. Well, and okay. So since you self-published, what went into that decision and what went into planning? Because it sounds like you had a clear vision of, uh, you know, the publishing timeline and, you know, how did you get all of that in order? Um, or did that kind of fall into place for your first book? <laughs> a little bit of both, honestly. Um, so I knew that I wanted to do more than one book. Um, and, and honestly, this all happened while the book was in illustrations because it took so long. It was like, great, now I have this time to figure out how I want to print, you know, how I want to do it if I want to pitch it to uh, a publisher. And then I realized that, you know, a lot of publishers don't want your text with illustrations. Mm -hmm. So it was like, oh, shoot, did I just, you know, mess that up? Um, and then it was like, you know what, let me just do it myself. A, I'm not that patient. <laughs> B, I know what I want it to look like. Uh, and then see, I also found that when you sign with a publisher, you're like signing your script away. I mean, they could change the title, the names, they could, they could make it a white Santa. If I, even if I specifically say I want a black Santa, you know, depending on what they want to do, they can make a book look and be kind of whatever they want. And that scared me. Um, so yeah, I was just ready to move quickly and it was like, let me just, let me do it myself. And so, yeah, when I found that if you're going to publish three or more books, it is beneficial to uh, put up an LLC. Um, I was like, okay, I'll do that. You know, maybe it'll look a little bit more serious. And then when I realized what all I could do with that, then I was like, oh shoot, let me, let me make this my job job. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> and it's really impressive that you signed another author. Is that, um, is that also a children's book? Yep. She's another children's book. So author, she actually has published a book already um, through a hybrid 
publisher. Her name is uh, Tatiera Michael. Mm -hmm. And she just was like, you know, I want something kind of more focused on pushing diverse voices. And um, that's one of the things that is my main focus. So um, we connected and, you know, I took in, I was fortunate to get a lot of interest and a lot of uh, manuscripts sent my way and we just clicked. So we'll be sharing her story, which is called uh, Yolanda's Extra Butterfly. Um, and it's based on a little black girl who's got three X chromosomes and she's nonverbal. Um, and her family and her life. So we're going to hit the, you know, diverse and then also disabilities. And, and I think it's going to be awesome. I love that. Are Have you found the illustrator to work on that or? Again, I got so lucky here. She already had one that she was working with and it was like, okay, well, let me see, you know, because I'm like, if it's going to go under me, I want to, does it look okay? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and it, and it, it does. And so again, I also have, I have her other books. So it's like, okay, I know kind of what she's capable of and what, you know, where her bar is set. And so if we're both on the same page, then, then I'll trust it. So yeah, it's with illustrations. It's with the illustrator now. Okay. Well, um, so as an indie publisher and author, um, what have you found to be successful when it comes to marketing? Um, for you and then for your publishing company and everything? For me, marketing has been huge on social media. Um, you know, there's so much I can do just going to local bookshops and things like that. But a social media account can, you can meet people on other sides of the country, in other countries. Um, and if they share something, I mean, that that could be huge. I was fortunate enough. I think why this all kind of took off for me was um, my holiday after book had two videos, not by me, go viral, like the week of Thanksgiving um, 2022. And I was like, what's from, from a small indie bookstore? She just shared, you know, a three second video. Of, oh my gosh, check this book out and it went nuts and she was like um I sold the 20 copies you gave me in five minutes can you please send me you know a lot more and I was like oh man this from this random connection you know and then I got lucky because there's an account called Target While Black uh, and she shared it like the next day and the same thing happened and I was like oh my gosh social media can can do all these crazy things the problem is I have been searching for that high ever since. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's social media is so tough. Where, what platform did uh, those videos go viral on? Was it TikTok or? Instagram? Yes. Both oh. of them were TikTok and I didn't do TikTok. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm starting to do it a little now, but I just, I don't know. I spend more time on Instagram um, and I do enjoy it. Uh, it seems a bit formal sometimes, when I want to be a little bit more relaxed <laughs> and I find I can be a little bit more relaxed on TikTok. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, um, I don't know. It's just so interesting how things can build traction on social media 
when you least it's so random right I'm like when you you try really hard and you put so much effort into something and then it you know nothing yeah (laughs) right yeah it's it's pretty tough did you um did you find any success with advertising or targeting ads on any kind of platform or I used, um, so I've done a few different things. So I've, I've reached out to some of the bigger accounts on social media to do like a paid advertisement with them. Um, I wouldn't do it again. Um, I didn't really see the return on that. And I think it's because everyone will know, Hey, this is a, this was paid to do, you know, they were paid to, to do this so it's not as genuine whereas if you know I give you the book you share it and everyone's like oh my gosh she really actually likes it you know what I'm saying yeah um compared to I did I've done some Amazon ads Mr. Maloof does not do well on Amazon ads for whatever (laughs) reason the holiday after did really well with Amazon ads but um since it's a holiday book I'll only really run it you know October November um and then maybe in December but December it's kind of already mm-hmm. doing its thing um so it, it kind of depends and I was actually talking to someone else today uh, and they were saying that Amazon ads are they're just fickle you know you never really know it can be random you can get a ton of views that doesn't mean anyone's necessarily going to actually buy the book so for sure yeah okay. it's tricky yeah. And then, you know, to your point about the, the other stuff. Um, and I think that's why sometimes things do well on TikTok because there is that feel of it's more organic or, you know, even if it's manufactured authenticity, you know, people are yeah. the image that they put, but you know, to the, you know, the consumer the audience, it looks you know like somebody is, you know, uh, a little bit more in their own element, maybe, I guess <laughs> that can, yeah. Be- yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I agree. So, so you said that you've been making TikToks. What, um, what kind of TikTok content do you have? It's um, of random. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I random. I mean, again, I was just playing around on there when I first went, went there. Um, and then more recently I've tried to make that one more so focused on my author coaching business. So on my self-publishing company, um, or my, my book publishing company. So I do a lot of self-publishing tips or, you know, what not to forget or kind of your, your timelines or, um, and then I also talk about books that I've read, but the, the difference in how I talk about it there and how I talk about it on Instagram is on Instagram. It's formal. It looks cute. It's nice. I say nice things on TikTok. I'll drop an F bomb. I'll say, you know, you know, (laughs) it is, it's more, I feel a little bit more relaxed. I'm reading this crazy book right now. And I will say it's freaking crazy. Um, two different ways on Instagram versus on TikTok. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) Well, and you know, that kind of goes perfectly into a question that I had going back to your books is, um, so I, I really like YA, you know, as an adult, I still read YA. I think it's great. Um, children's books. I, I love the look of them. There's messages. I buy them for my nieces a lot of times. Um, but I'm wondering the biggest struggle to me with writing something in a different age group is how do you target it for the audience that you want to read it? You know, like, how do you take your adult inner voice and tweak it? <laughs> to be, you know, yep. 
uh, to be approachable for the, the demographic you're shooting for? So that's something I battle with. I actually just posted a reel about that the other day too, um, is that, you know, I do write children's books and I want to connect with people that are going to buy children's books, but I'm also an adult and I cuss and I drink wine or whatever, you know, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> but I'm also still a mom and a wife. And it's like, just because I wear all these hats, I don't necessarily have to fit into one exact box. What I will say with children's books is although you think, think your target audience might be, you know, four to seven-year-olds. Four to seven-year-olds do not drive themselves to the store. They do not buy the books with their money. They do not, you know, get online and order the books online. It's the parents. It's the grandparents. Grandparents do a lot of book buying. It's aunts and uncles. Um, teachers. Oh my goodness. Teachers might be my best supporter. <laughs> like I, I did, um, a thing, a vendor event, and every person that stopped by was a teacher like, yes, we need more diverse book books in our classroom. I'll buy, you know, two of each. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I do love to work with teachers too. Also, if there's anyone teachers listening to this, I do offer like bulk wholesale rates for teachers. If they're looking to get a whole bunch of books for their class, then I love, I, you know, I think that's, that's awesome. So I'm here for that. That's great. And, uh, librarians, same thing. Have you been having some success with libraries and stuff? Yeah, I have. Yeah. So one of the folks that was on my launch team for the holiday after, uh, was a librarian and then she ended up, um, becoming a, I don't know what they call it exactly, but like a director of all of the, um, the county's libraries, county district a whole I don't know there were she had about eight and so she ended up getting books for all eight of her libraries and it's like oh you know that's that's awesome and so yeah I have connected with quite a few librarians and even um not just public libraries but school libraries mm -hmm. uh connect with a lot of like elementary school librarians well, okay. So you mentioned a couple of other projects, uh, the YA book and the graphic novel at this stage, it's probably early, but what can you talk about with the process so far and, or, you know, what those books are about? Can you share anything about them? Um, yeah. So I'll share a super teaser because we have said we weren't going to say anything quite yet. So we'll, we'll make more of a serious announcement for this probably in June. Um, but the graphic novel, I'm actually doing a uh, co-authorship on and so writing that was really different um, we just had a shared google doc and it'd be like okay you go in you do the things and then let me know when you're done and I'll go in and tweak it um, and it was interesting because she had the original idea and but had never written a book before and I was like let me help you like I I can help you. Let's do it together. So she would go in and write very general like things. And I'm like, Ooh, we need a whole paragraph around that a whole paragraph, you know? Uh -huh, so, yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun, but I'm excited for, for that one. Um, and then the YA book, I did my own NaNoWriMo in oh, uh -huh. April last year. So I was too nervous to do it in November. Too much pressure. Yeah. Um, so I did one in April and just was going to do it as like a writing exercise thing. 
ended up falling in love with what I was writing. And so I'm this close to finishing it. So I just need to spend another couple of weeks. Yeah. Pushing through. And that one is, it's different because again, I just was playing around kind of very loosely around the relationship that my kids have with our neighbor kid. Mm. And they've always talked about build path from our house to their house through the woods. Uh So it's kind of about that and what happens in the woods. It's not a scary book, but the way I said that sounds scary. Um, (laughs) But but yeah, like in a whimsical type way, not not a creepy way, right? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Into the woods. Wait a second. (laughs) That sounds so interesting. So I, is it more, um, I'm trying to think genre classification. How would you how would you describe what that one fits into? <laughs> so the other funny thing about that, it's changed. Like oh, okay. I thought it was just going to be kind of like a, a YA romance kind mm-hmm. of book. And I can't stop it from going fantasy. Uh-huh. And I'm not even a big fantasy person. <laughs> so uh-huh. I'm like, why am I drawn to make this go? Like, but I, I think it's ultimately going to end up being a little, a little fantasy. Okay. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, when you said into the wood, what happens in the woods, that's kind of what I assumed was there's some kind of fantasy element to it. So yeah, that sounds great. And then yeah. the, what have you learned from the process of, uh, of doing, you know, longer form fiction as opposed to, you know, how you wrote the children's books? Um, so I learned a few things because I did, I, before that project, I was also working on another one that I would just kind of write here or there. Um, and with being, doing a structured, like Thursday writing situation, I quickly learned that I am someone that would need to write with a timeline um, and like a storyboard graph uh, because I would, you know, leave and get to another part. And then I would want to go back and be like, wait, where did they go to college? I know I said it somewhere. And then I'd have to, you know, dig, 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 or wait, who, who, what, you know, what person had this or who, what was their hair color or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely learned that that's a valuable, you know, way to graph it out, write out each character and a a blurb about character, you know, and then do a timeline of how it's going, uh, where you want it to go. At least I realized that's what's helped me um, before I was just free, free flowing. And that's cool until you take a break and want to go back. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it can get (laughs) real fast, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, this has been really fascinating. I'm so excited to see your new projects. Do you have any, do you have any, um, well, so you, your next children's book is coming out in June, right? Yep. Yep, June sixth, and, um, and then when when are these uh, these other more recent projects projected? I know a lot of things can <laughs> need to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I just need to push my yeah. I just need to push myself um, for uh, the woods the woods <laughs> one to finish writing that, and then hopefully go through the editing process this year and maybe have it out next spring-ish that even sounds kind of soon so maybe next <laughs> yeah. fall <laughs> yeah. um the the kind of the graphic novel-ish now I say it's a it's a lightly mm-hmm. light graphic novel it's actually similar to um 
some of the like roll doll books that have, oh, you know, yeah. some picture, lots of work, you know, kind of more like that. Okay. Um, and that one, we are kind of shooting our shot with uh, agents. Oh, yeah. So just to see. Um, and so we're going to give that some time. If that doesn't work, then we'll just do it under books and things, which obviously I'm pushing for, but she's still like, oh, the dream. And I'm like, yes, girl, we all have the dreams. <laughs> well, yeah. And it's, uh, it's one of those things, right. About patience. You know, if you have the, you know, if you have the, um, the ideas to do it on your own. And then also if you don't mind waiting forever, <laughs> to right. Wait for, you know, editors, agents, it's, it's such a yeah. crazy process, right? <laughs> I know. I think we've given ourselves a couple more months to wait it out. And then, uh, and then we'll be, you'll be hearing from us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm really looking forward to those. Thank you again for taking the time. This has been very fascinating to hear about it. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. If you'd like to find out more about Danielle and where to buy her books, be sure to check out the link in the description of this episode. Until next time, read on.